is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. How are we doing out there? Not Nick Kiprios. I don't know if you can tell. I am a little different. Did not play in the National Hockey League. I am Brent Gunning. Of course, you are Justin Ford. Your name's on the show. Yeah, and who else? Exactly. Thank you, Kipper, for uh, for jumping in my ear there. Borny, good to be back together. We had a little yes. dalliance last summer, talking Jays. We won't be doing that today. We are going to talk other things. Yeah. Like World <laughs> Cup and, you know, the Leafs, Austin Matthews hitting 50. How you doing, Borny? I'm doing well. We appreciate you joining us today. Um, I, you could have gone by the fake Kipper. I, I did think about going with, I am not the real Kipper, but I am the very fraudulent Brent Gunning. <laughs> I thought about, I thought about that as the opener, but I'm like, oh, I want to give myself a little better of a lead yeah, in than that. Fraudulent's not fair. Um, and for those who don't know, Gunner does a wonderful job hosting our pre and post lease coverage. Uh, really have enjoyed you and going to work this year. Um, uh, Gunner did a 20 minute post game <laughs> solo pod. After the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday oh. night. 20 minutes by himself yelling about the Leafs. Yeah. Unhinged. Re- re- upset. The, Col- the Colin Cowherd of Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> just unhinged. Like, you know, you know what it's a lot like? It's when you're going grocery shopping. And yeah, the whole Cowherd thing. I did. I went 20 minutes. It it was it was the perfect. Look, I'm not going to say a Leafs loss is ever the perfect yeah. game because I am who I am. The perfect Leafs game is a Leafs win. But it was the perfect game for me to go solo because yeah. the Leafs pummel Montreal. Shot, 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 shots. The goaltending is what it is. And uh, then I get to be uh, work myself up into a nice lather in my basement by myself. It was I lovely. feel good that, like, Sammy gets to be... Would you say you're a bigger Leafs fan than Sam? I would say... It's funny. I'm listening to the show all the time, and it's Kipper, super fan, Sammy. And I'm thinking... Well, but that's the guy I go to to talk me back to realism here is, is uh, Sam, Sam McKee. He's, he's the measured takes me. guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, 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 calm down. Michael Bunting's not Wayne Gretzky. He's this, pretty good. This may not be the day for it, but there is something to be said for the different types of fandom and measuring who is bigger fans. I think we're very similar. We just consume it in different ways. Yeah. You know, we just have a different feel about the team, you know. We have different. It's a. It's a. It's a. There's a think piece out there about political views and how you watch the Leafs and everything and how you like Kyle Dubas. There's a whole think piece yeah. that I'm not willing to write. Maybe you can, Borny. You're the smart uh, writer guy. No, you're not going to go with that one. <laughs> I don't think. Well, you know what? It actually, it's not a bad topic because Thank the you. Dubas thing is very polarizing. It is. You're either for or against him, and if you're against, you think he's a nerd, dork, non-hockey mm-hmm. guy. It's funny though. You have. I, yeah. won't, I don't want to say aligned, but you like Kyle Dubas. Yeah, for sure. And so when something goes wrong with the Leafs player, your buddies will text you and be like, way to go, Dubas. It, like- it, is, there is, it is the single thing that you cannot untether yourself from. As a Dubas guy, somebody who said, yeah, I, I, I like that hire. I think that's going to work out okay. I Dare I say, I think they picked the right GM when they, when they went in the two opposite yeah. directions with Lou. Once, whatever road you walk down in that moment... There's no, there's no bridges. There's no paths to cross back. It's like if you're a Lou guy, you were branded a Lou guy, and if you're a Dubis guy, branded a Dubis so, guy, and here I am. So I put in our YouTube chat before it started uh, that Kipper was away today. Yeah, I was just like, ah, it'd be nice to Gunner. Ha ha ha! Everybody's saying Gunner looks so good on on YouTube, oh. which he does. Yeah, it looks very good. Thank you. Um, and a, a lot of people sa- said that they thought it was a April Fool's joke. Because it is April 1st, and everyone is accusing me of it being an April 1st joke, an April Fool's joke, and I would have done the very thing I hate the most. And yeah. that's make a horrible April Fool's joke that April Fool's in the social media era 
has completely jumped the shark, fellas. It's just every company looking to get their licks in with some stupid joke that no one likes. I, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, this sports that with the Nordiques? Yeah, good one, guys. You got everybody. I don't know. It just Do we need to do this? I'm I'm very sensitive. My mom was yeah. very hard on me with April Fools. And I was so that that's the part that stuck out to me most. First of I, all, I thought I saw that as well. I disagree that it's jumped the shark because it was never any good. Mm-hmm. Having people who you love lie to you for a day <laughs> is not like it's not a good. I would argue there is a case to be made that it's the worst day of the year. It is. Uh, now you can't trust anything. But you say your mom was hard on you yeah. with April Fools. Like she, she like, committed to bits. Yeah. There's one that I, you know, it's it's Leafs aligned, so it's actually mm-hmm. a perfect one to say. You knew it would be. <laughs> but one year, she's got a lot of really bad ones in the in the arsenal that I'm not even going to bring up that have really got me. Yeah. But she one time told me that we had Leafs tickets. When I was a kid, we were in Toronto. Oh, we were no. in Toronto. Oh. And I was, I don't know, I was like 10, 11. Is... We had Leafs tickets. Oh, it's, it's like, we got, we're going to go to the Leafs game. I was like, oh my God, we're going to the league. They're playing the Capitals. Oh, my God. And I'm watching the score or, or whatever it was at that time, and it comes up on the ticker, Toronto at Washington. And I'm 10 years old. I was like, wait a second. Oh. And I just burst out crying, never been so mad. So but my mom was not funny. No, I know it's not funny. And that's why I hate April Fools. I've been broken by it. Just joking. Your family member's not terminally ill. Yeah. April Fools. <laughs> wait. So, well, here's the thing, though. At least if you go with bad news and then you pull the rug out of April Fools, yes. at least it's like, um, okay, we didn't need to do that, but I'm no worse for wear. McKee, I like yeah. I can feel the scars <laughs> so, in your voice. Yeah. You got I scars mean, on your larynx there. There, there was a there, that story. there was a late life one where my mom told me she was pregnant. It's it's oh. it's, it's gotten she gets pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Marianne Halton gets really wild at April Fool's. Is it Marianne? Is it yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stay away from Marianne yeah. on April first. Yeah, yeah. She right. sent one to a group chat today. We'll, we'll just we'll we'll, right. we'll we'll plow ahead, boys. Plow Anybody? On. Did anyone bite? No. No. Okay. There we go. I like you know, to see it. Here's another good April Fool's joke. Canada, people pre- pretending that Canada didn't get a hard draw in the World Cup. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I walked in here and uh, said to Will Lou, like, ah, tough draw. And he was like, ah, it's World Cup. Like, everyone's good. And it's like, right. But, like, Belgium's the number two Dude, ranked. <laughs> They're number two ranked in the world. Yeah, he's going to try. Everyone's like, trying to convince Croatia's him. pretty darn good. Listen, last thing before we get to hockey. Everybody's trying to convince themselves. I, I appreciate it. You want to be hopeful. It's like saying, here's a hockey parallel. Oh, Croatia's getting older. Oh, so, you know, Belgium's getting older. This. <laughs> Lightning's getting older. <laughs> Bruins are getting older. It's just, they're still good. Anyways, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, I'm not going to come on here and give you any takes about uh, about how good Belgium is, but I think they're better than Canada. That much I, I think I, I could safely say. And, and look, uh, just give us that moment. Give us the one moment where you get the goal. Maybe, maybe you take a lead on somebody. You go up one. Yeah. You ready for this? Nil. You go up one. <laughs> nil. Getting in the spirit for November. Here, here we go. I, I would love to see it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm anywhere near uh, as invested as McKee or pretty much everybody else I've talked to today is. But, but man, uh, I, I'd love to see him have that moment for sure you know what is the stupidest thing about this whole world cup thing in canada so i'm like everyone else where i'm like yeah i haven't followed super closely but i'm swept up in it canada world cup awesome. like i'm fired up you can't get a jersey no it's, no it's the hardest thing in the world right now to and get like a even prior to this over the past months it sounds like you can get like a red t-shirt t-shirt you get a t-shirt with jonathan david's name on the back of it for 55 dollars like I, I can't get an alfonso davies today i can't give nike no. 80 dollars no. for they don't want that i went on the official canada soccer website and it was a, they had two options, a youth white 
Jonathan David jersey and a youth white jersey, and that's the only options. Make more jerseys. Yeah. They're going to sell them. <laughs> I've heard there have been, like, supply chain issues. I've heard this out there. Figure it out. Come on. This is this is the moment. Like, we, <laughs> right. always, we always talk about it. Strike while the iron is hot. It's yeah. I, I suppose it could be hotter when they host the World Cup and well, all that. But YouTube on. chat, hot about the group of dad. Hot on the soccer talk. They like guys. it or no? Yeah, they're, they're loving it. Okay. But anyways, let's talk hockey. Okay. Matthews. Matthews. Austin Matthews did the 50. Yay! Uh, I gotta say, I mean, McKee. I know, I know, you were down there last mm-hmm. night as well. Raucous building. Was and it? They, there were three things they wanted, and this is the order they wanted them in: fifty goals, okay. fight, yeah, Leafs win. They got all three, but they needed the fifty. There yeah. were simmering. We want fifty. Austin Matthews chants. Like it never got to the true raucous where it's like, oh, everyone in the building is chanting in unison. But you could just hear the little pockets yeah. everywhere. They were hungry for it. Well, last and you night. know what? I thought he started playing like that. Like yep. I thought he's, you know, he made the the one play there where he fakes Dylan, cuts to the middle, and uh, hit the tendy in the crest, and mm-hmm. you know, gave it the look to the sky. Like you know, that wasn't about like distancing themselves from the Jets. That was about the pursuit of fifty. And I said it on the show that I, I, I think it's been weighing on them, yep. and I wonder if there'll be some relief that came with this, or you know, you've been a lifelong yeah. Leafs fan. I mean, I was four when it happened last time. You're four when it happened yeah, last time. Five. Yeah. I'm trying to get my math right, but Dave Andrzejczyk, I believe, 94. So, yeah, I would have been five years old when So, that did happened. you need this validation of him getting to 50 to establish anything about Matthews and the Leafs? Like, he's been doing it, but did he need to actually get to the number? It wasn't about getting to the number in terms of now that you've checked that box, okay, we can give you your statue or whatever it is. Yeah. But it was just about the guy's gotten so close so many times. It felt like every time he sniffed 50 goals, it's like, ah, well, pandemic, ah, you're hurt. Ah, the season's going to get shut down. Yeah. Like, it just, I needed him to get there because. He's come so close so many times, and it's just I can I'm frustrated by it. And even though he super downplayed it last night, oh, just a game. Uh, nice to get the marker off my back, but I can only imagine how much it weighs on him. But you yeah. you mentioned the idea of does this kind of does he get to exhale now? And 50 is a huge number. I don't want to like I'm not taking anything away from that, but 54 is right there. It's not like Rick Vibe right. scored 59 goals and he has to really go on a tear. And if it was 59, I still think there's a chance he gets it. But it's just the fact that the next milestone is oh so close. I honestly yeah. wonder if he can like kind of relax. You know, we've talked in the show about how, you know, Kipper always wants the the big four, you know, to, to not worry about personal stats. He says about Matthews, like, you know, if he could get 40 and be this Selkie winner, you know, that type of guy, you know, that to him would be a, you know, better version of, of Matthews. I do think that in future years, it will have helped him to get these off his back Mm -hmm. to be the guy who hold hit 50, to be the guy who holds the record. I know we're going to talk about 60 is if he stays healthy and he scores at the same clip, he's on pace for like 62, you know, so we'll, we may be talking about that down the road. I think in future years, it's going to be nice to have done this. Yeah, and, and maybe this year it's still going to be a part of the chase, but also you, you don't even really know what you're chasing in the standing. So I feel like this is going to be a year for these personal accolades. Hopefully by the time he gets to playoffs, it's like, okay, that doesn't matter. Be the guy that Kipper wants him to be, Gunner. Well, that's the thing. He's kind of – has he not kind of been that guy this year? He like, has, it, yeah. I, I will say that the the two-way absolute dominance, it has dropped off just – 
just a hair from what was it? I feel like three weeks ago we were in the absolute tears of how dare anybody vote for for anybody else for the how heart? Dare, and, how dare anyone have the puck when exactly. he's out there? And I, I, this is not like he has taken a huge step back in that regard, but it was just he was so, so elite at doing that. And that has dropped off just a hair lately, but he's been that guy. I mean, I don't, I'm yeah. not going to put him in the Selkie conversation because let's be honest, it's pretty hard to win that when you're, when you're scoring it the way he does, you tend to give that award to, well, they made it for Bob Gady. Was that not the story of like, right. okay, we got to give this guy something. <laughs> and so I don't think he's ever going to truly be in that conversation. But to me, it feels like he has taken the, that step that you want in that regard at the same time, is kind of yeah. reaching that milestone. Yeah, and that's why he can pretty much drag any line, I think, which is a nice tool for the, the Leafs to have. Why don't we hear what Sheldon Keith had to say about it, and then we'll continue in on this. It's fun. Fans, uh, fun. fans enjoyed it. <clears throat> made made for a great atmosphere there in that third period. You know, they were they were encouraging them and pushing pushing Austin. I, I thought it was that was great, and it's good to. And to see it, uh, see them, you know, the fans have that moment for Austin to have that accomplishment here on home ice is great. And maybe the, maybe the best play of the day is David can't fit in the post and keeping the game alive for us. <laughs> it's comedy night. Oh man, what a, what a joke, Sheldon. <laughs> um, you, you guys love when the the, the coach get laughs, eh? This is my <laughs> favorite thing. knees, Don Rickles. <laughs> um, I asked uh, Derek to pull up Bonesy's call of mm. the fiftieth. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. Oh, it's very good. Oh, great. So you want to hear it? I do very oh, much. Let's hear it. Chips it ahead. Matthews, empty net. There it is. There it is. Number 34 has got 50. Move over, leads. Chucky and Squid think Patrick's <laughs> on the board. Leams, Chucky, and Squid. Nailed it. Uh, th- that had shades of Mayday to it. It really did. I-, I will say, look, I mean, I'm not breaking any news to anybody here. Uh, I really tried to grasp a hold of the Pulse of Leaf Station. That that man is the soundtrack <laughs> to it there. Yeah. Uh, he he was as happy as could be. We we all were. And man, it's just, you, you go back to it. And the I, I, ke- I cannot shake the, I don't even want to have the Austin Matthews contract conversation, but I'd be lying to you if I wasn't watching or sitting in that moment last night and going, this guy wants to be a king. This guy wants to be a ranger. Like, th- you can have those moments. Other fan bases will absolutely love you. But this is the Mecca. It's never going to matter. And I do wonder if, I, I, not to say if he got 50 tomorrow night in Philly that it's any less special, but right. he doesn't have that moment where it just kind of slams you in the chest of what, you're the man on the Leafs right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing no you're right it, that is really cool to have that at home you know it was almost like it was meant to be you know again it's not like he was i don't know the last stretch of play has been his best hockey he just finds a way every single night you know we, we got the breakdown here of the way he scores i was just gonna bring that up you want me to read it off yeah please do i just the variety with which this guy scores and hold on before you do yeah um i was on the air with uh Bieksa on tuesday night and he talked about how you know, he thinks that Matthews is maybe a better pure goal scorer than Ovechkin. Not that he's going to score more than him mm-hmm. or anything like that, because what Ovechkin has is longevity. It's amazing how quick you went to say that. No, right. no, hold on. Careful, careful. Because Ovechkin's longevity is the reason he has a cabillion goals. Yep. But he's saying that right now, the way Matthews scores is like every which way, variety. I mean, it's all over the map. You look at Ovechkin, it's from one spot here, you know, a one-timer off a of one-draw. So go ahead with uh, Matthews' 50 goals by type. And, and this is from our boy Luke Fox. Uh, 22 wrist shots. That's that's pretty predictable. Eight snapshots. What's what's the big difference there? Uh... Do do the whole thing and then let's do it. 
Seven backhanders. Yeah. Mm. Love Man that. after my heart. Love that. <laughs> Six tips. Woo. Five slap shots and two wraparounds. That is delightful to yeah. have a little bit of everything. This slap shot to snapshot. Snapshot. Difference. Wrist shot. So it actually is interesting for me. The, um, the snapshot is a wrist shot where there is a, a slap of the puck. Like a actual, the, the puck leaves the blade. The wrist shot, it stays on the blade the whole way. For me, the snapshot, there's some separation from the blade and you hit the puck even though there's no pullback. Okay, I like that. I, I think you did a really good job of explaining that. To be I actually honest. didn't think you had that perfect of an explanation. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be like, look, you know, okay? He, you just ask the guy. He knows what it is. I but, will say I, I have thought about it before. It's not, this no, is not, it wasn't contemplated in that, the moment. That's a great breakdown. The thing that the thing that's jumped out to me about the way he's scoring this year, and, and I look, he's Austin Matthews. He's always going to score the bulk of his goals with a wrist shot or right. a snapshot, yeah. either or, whatever he's feeling at that, that given moment. But the most encouraging thing to me was, okay, maybe not the wraparound goals. It's two of them, but it's the tips. This yeah. is a guy who, he's so big. He's so strong. And, of course, you want him kind of cruising around and working in areas where he can get that shot off. But when you're playing with a guy like Marner, who, by the way, his shots improved a lot yeah. lately, it kind of really behoo- behooves you to be a guy who can get in there and play in those you know dirty yeah. areas we always talk about. It. He is Huge. He's 6'2". He's 220, if not a lot more than that. And it's yeah. just the fact that he can wear guys and use his skill in those tight areas. That's always felt like the other part. It's like, yeah, he's going to get 40 in his sleep because of his shot. Right. It, the way he gets to 50 to 60 is all those kind of dirty area goals to me. A couple things for perspective on Matthews. Yep. This is also from her boy, Luke Fox. She's mm. on fire on fire. Twitter last night. Should have got him as a guest today. Uh, yeah, he's traveling. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I, he, had, he was the youngest Maple Leaf forward in the lineup last night when he scored 50 goals. My goodness. So he's got 249 goals now in his career. And Matt Sundin has the Leafs record at 420. He's 171 goals behind Matt Sundin. For the wow. All-time it's only record. 170 behind Sundin. I mean, it's eh? a lot of goals, but he's young and he scores every game. So it's Three seasons for Matthews. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, like, <laughs> you know. And I just, I try my best. We talk about the Leafs every day here and we, we boil down on all these different things. We talk about the power play, the PK, the goaltending, the, everything. But I just really try to appreciate how lucky Leaf yeah. fans are to have Austin Matthews on the lease. Like Actually, it's, it's a really never, great day to have Gunner on. Never I in thought. my wildest dreams for the rest of my life would I have ever have dreamt that the Leafs would have a guy like this, and now they do. Yeah, and I was saying, great to have yeah. you on for it as someone who you know have been a fan of the team and can appreciate that the gravity of the moment. Um, you, you know the. You know, I guess the where does it go from here for the for the Leafs things? It doesn't even matter when you just you know. To Sam's point, getting to have this has so much value, right? It does. And like Leafs fans, let's be honest, boys, been through some. Oh, been through some. Oh yeah, we don't. Oh, there's you don't need to preface it with let's be honest. We all know. We <laughs> yeah. know. You know, there's been some pain, and so just to get to have. You know, a guy who, whether you think he's the best player in the league or not, you can make the case for him. For sure. And this is, you know, one of the first times I, I, I feel like he, he has a legitimate chance to win a Hart Trophy. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. It's special to cover someone at the peak of their prime who's a generational player like that. Well, it's, it's, it's wild when you think of, and look, yes, the Leafs, for sure. They've had a, a, a million down years. We all know. 1967, playing the parade. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it all before. Like, uh, trust me. Yeah. For th- for it to be the year 2000. Think about how long it's been since they've had a guy. It's been 67 years since the Leaf won the Hart Trophy. 
Now, there have been guys, I guess, in the conversation in times there. Yeah, 67. Of course, it would be that many years if he gets it yeah. done. I can't. The, cement, the symmetry <laughs> is, is too, too much for me there. Yeah. But it's just to have a guy like that. And look, you know, I am I am born and bred in the Sundean era. Those teams are what kind of raised me on hockey, for lack of a better term. It didn't look like this. Yeah. Not, I love Matt Sundin. Every guy, if you are between the ages of, I don't know, 27 and 40 in the, in the city, and probably older than that. My favorite hockey player of all time. Of course. For, for every guy of, of our age, of our vintage. And it just, it wasn't like this. The difference I will say about Sundin is he had that era of, and not that Matthews couldn't do this, but he had that era of jump on my back, I will carry you because Jonas mm-hmm. Hoagland is on my wing. The fact that you look around and, oh, my God, that's John Tavares and Mitch Marner. Yeah, and not yeah. take anything away from those Leafs teams. You know, we love Tucker and Roberts and, all, and you know, yeah. all the McGillney, all those guys. But it's just, I think that's the thing that we don't wholly, wholly appreciate because there's so much good. It's almost like you're at, like, a great restaurant or, like, you're at one of those, like, Vegas buffets. And it's like, <laughs> man, this prime rib is amazing. It's like, yeah, but who cares? It's like there's lobster over there yeah, and there's, yeah. I don't know, caviar, whatever, uh, rich guy foods, you know? And it's uh, <laughs> Kipper would be way better at that than me. But it's like, but it's, so when you're there, you're looking at the prime rib that is Austin Matthews, but it's like because there's so much other yeah. nice stuff, you, I really truly don't know that until you have these moments, be it 50 goals or be it a heart trophy win or one day, Winning a playoff series, you don't really dial down and truly appreciate it the yeah, way you should. Uh, Matt Sundin got Hart uh, Trophy votes five different seasons. He finished uh, 18th, 16th, 8th, 18th, and 12th in Hart Trophy voting. Those five best seasons, yeah. which very, very good. For sure. Very, very good. But, you know, Matthews is easy one, two, three this year, somewhere in there, depending where you have him. So very cool stuff. He's still a favorite. Yeah, I think he's still a Prohibit. favorite. I, we looked. You know what? Is it? Are we, we doing the, the Giannis thing where it's like Giannis has like he's first in basically every statistical NBA category, but he's won it two years in a row. So everyone's like, yeah, but what about Jokic? Well, it's like, oh, he's I'd call that the LeBron theory more than the Giannis theory. Fair. LeBron. Thank you. LeBron, LeBron only has four MVPs. He should win. He should win MVP every single year. But <laughs> people just get tired of it, and that's we've talked about this before. The narrative is going to be sort of running out of control, uh, getting out of control with Matthews here. He's playing in the biggest market. He's scoring, potentially breaking the record for one of the most storied franchises in the NHL. He's but having Ma- the best McDavid years. David gets but, 140 points. But, yeah, he does it every year. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> this is literally your LeBron theory. No, it is. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, listen, McDavid should probably win MVP every single right. season. But he, I don't think he can win it every year. The narrative gets out of control, and, and Matthew's narrative is the best one right now. And there's a legitimate case to be made that McDavid does not defend well, that's the that's the you other know. part that I think, and because of the way it got put on so much blast this year with the Tortorella thing, I feel like we're all a little hesitant to dive into those waters. But look, yeah, Connor McDavid has 13 more points than Austin Matthews right now. He's the first guy to get to 100. Has Austin Matthews, you know, you'll you'll tell me their actual stats for this. I'm going to yeah. give you a fake one. Has Austin Matthews prevented 13 more goals than McDavid has this year? Entirely uh, possible. I would I would imagine yes. Uh, I was I'm actually doing a segment on this on Hockey Central tonight. Um, All about Matthews uh, being better than McDavid. No, oh, that'll go over well. about McDavid's <laughs> defense, which has been better this season. Um, it, it's actually much improved from where it's been, but it's much improved from being a bottom third of the league guy to a above 50%, 60 percentile. Matthews at times has been one of the, you know, in the best 10% of players. Legitimately defense. elite defensively yeah. as well. The other interesting thing about this too is that 
you know, the way Mitch Marner has played this year, I think has always kind of altered it because with the McDavid thing, you say, and now this is more, I, you know, I say this about Dreisaitl, not McDavid, but it's, look, you're either facing second best competition or you're playing with Connor McDavid. And before it used to be, not that Matthews is by himself. Look, Marner's a tremendous player, but I do feel like this season he is kind of permanently vaulted himself into that. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe he's not in the one, two, three conversation. But if you're building your, you know, you're putting your 10 best guys or 10 best forwards in the league, he's absolutely in that conversation. Yeah. And I just wonder how much of that changes the calculus when you're saying, well, yeah, it's the best line in hockey. Like sometimes that can work for, I, I feel like with Nathan McKinnon, he gets all the credit for his line being amazing. We we talk about how good Ranton is. We talk about how good Landis Cog is. Right. But man, that Nathan McKinnon. And it feels like with both the Oilers guys, they kind of play off of each other and almost bring each other down half a peg. Well, and I feel like that's what's happening with Marner. And well, not so much with Matthews now, but mm-hmm. I do wonder as Marner kind of, permanently ascends for for lack of a better term if that's going to happen it's always annoyed me that and i I talked about this with kipper i think last week where it was like it's always annoyed me that we're looking for the best player on the team with the worst second best player (laughs) you know it's like i guess jack hughes is the most valuable because then who's the next best devil like uh, you know it makes no sense to me shesterkin but yeah he has a case there so i always just think give it to the best player in the league and you probably can't go wrong where are you at on goalie like i just uh, for me get him out of the award okay thank you their own award well that's where i'm at like i don't know how it's done right they have their own they award they do have their own award but so do defensemen yeah perfect no well, that's, that's why they've only won one heart it's like pronger yeah. is the only guy yeah. yeah um just so quickly before we move on from uh from matthews they have 14 games left yeah what is the number what's your prediction on the number that he gets to because he's he, got 50 now yeah, i think he I, comes up just shy of 60 i think it's like a 57 or something yeah. like that i don't i don't think i look i would love him to poke Steven Stamkos in the eye and say, I'm the most recent guy to get 60 right but before is the playoffs. It not, you want to be the guy who says Matthew isn't going to get there? Oh, I, I, if I poke the bear <laughs> and he's the reason, you're welcome. Very, very. I, I just, I just don't think, I just can't bet against this guy. Like his stats. So this is where, this, this is where it's like the two sides of my brain and they're, and they're both very, you know, empty. But the, the two sides <laughs> that are working, it's like, journalist guy who should have a valid opinion a measured take versus Brent who knows how his life has gone. And this is going to be cursed. <laughs> and it's like, I'd really like to see 60. Yeah. I was in the building for 50 last night. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be that lucky to see him get 60 uh, yeah. this year. So that's kind of why I think ultimately, plus I do think there's, there's something where, you know, I, I do wonder if there's a world where we keep talking about it, but I do wonder if they shake that top line up and that just kind of cools them off a bit, you know, maybe, well, maybe, and maybe arrest them down the stretch. Maybe, maybe mm, you know, I don't know. I can't, can you rest him if he's going for 60? Like, if he has 57 goals and there's five games left, can you tell him you're Here's playing the thing, three? And we're going to do this later in the show. If you are doing anything with your lineup for reasons outside of giving you the best chance mm-hmm. to win in playoffs and winning hockey games, what are you doing? And, and I, I mentioned that because Keith Yandel, yep. who, <laughs> you know, has been kept in the lineup in the past because of his uh, Iron Man. His Iron Man. Phil Kessel was a guy that it was maybe it was rumored didn't get traded because if he went to yeah. a good team, he might get scratched yeah. at times. Like, you know, it, these guys want to keep their Iron Man streaks going, which devalues them, devalues sure. them entirely to me if, if you're fighting for it. And so they, they play 15 games, by the way. All the YouTube people tell me I'm an idiot. They play 15 games. <laughs> that was not nice YouTube people. Yeah, Sam's, I, I, am I mean, I know well, I am you may idiot. be right about other areas where he's an idiot, but not in this one. I think this one. <laughs> I'm saying he gets to 59. Oh, cruel. See, he's with that's, me. That's, see, that's this, is, this, is where, this is where, yeah, exactly. Same it's brain just, is it's, being shared. It's here. such a huge 
thing. But you know what? The greats do this stuff. He'll score three in the last game or something yeah. the way Gretzky got five in game 39. Matthew scored four in his first game. He scores the OT winner in a Heritage Classic. He's just the type of guy that does those types of things. He's got 50 in 62 games. He is just magic, though. Some guys yeah. just have that about him. And it's like, I don't know. be magic in the playoffs this year. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Like, the whole conversation. Such a hater comment. Well, it's true, though. That's the whole conversation yeah. we're having here is, look, it's all great. Is anybody going to, you know, how special is that moment going to have been for me and McKee down there if it's, if it's you know, a month removed from the Leafs so bowing out in the first round? It's just that. Finishes with 55 and then the Leafs lose in five to Tampa Bay. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's season. Yeah, even fun. if he has three in the yeah. five games, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it's just, that's the thing. And, and you know, we'll talk goaltending here today at some point, but it's like, that's the other kind of thing that's lingering over this team. And right. you want to enjoy the regular season. You want to, like, take all this in, soak it all in, but kind of doesn't matter like it's no. just that's that's the problem with this team and the way they've squandered their chances in the problem past. with this whole season yeah. that's been the problem talking about everything all right are we good on matthews yeah matthews? I think so. i'm good all right um pierre engvall and Ilya mikhaev uh, are next on our docket if you can believe that i, I i'm a little surprised but not after watching the game last i night. mean good lord that third line you know you made a really good point about this why don't we first listen to sheldon on the shorthanded goal and we'll launch into old pierre and uh, Ilya after that uh, you know, they're, they're recognizing that the speed that they have, the length that they have, they close quickly. They both got long arms, long, long uh, stick that can get on pucks. Um, you know, it was great effort and great play by Pierre to, to get it to Mickey and then Mickey with the poise to settle the puck and get a great finish. That was a great goal and a very important one. There is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Uh, you know, the, the talk about that goal Mikheyev scores last night, and I know you want to talk about the Mikheyev part of it. If I would have told you six months ago, Pierre Engvall would be skating at the correct net, using his frame <laughs> to take a hit to make a play and spring a guy on a breakaway, we would say, wow, he must be, he must have really improved as a player. That's kind of exactly what's happened. He, he's just, he, he's gone, he's done, I've done a complete 180 on yeah. what he is as a guy. And he has done the 180 yeah, directionally yeah, as right. well. Yeah. He's going the right way. <laughs> No, it's fascinating. We were, we were talking off the air, like at one point two five million. You can make the case that this guy's value for for dollar is as high as anyone on the Leafs. I mean, he's become an integral part of the PKs, yep. and then, a, the third lines have been dominant this season with him and Mikheyev and Camp, and whether it's Kasha on there yesterday with Willie on yep. there, they just look so good. And part of that is Pierre Engvall has become a contributor. He he really has. I mean, this is a guy who you're you're sitting there, you're putting your Leafs lineup together as the season goes, and he's in there, but he's on the fourth line. It's we'll see how he goes. He's a whipping boy for Keith too. Before. Well, I, I genuinely I I hear all the stuff Keith says about Engvall, and obviously it stopped because he's a different player this year than yeah. he's been in the past. And to me, that sounds like a coach looking at a guy and going, "You should be the best player in the world. Yeah. You're six foot five. You skate like the wind. You have a pretty good head about you out there. You can you have good vision, and it's just." It, it always felt to me like all the stuff Keith was saying about Engvall, it's, if that's a lesser player or if that's a guy who he mm-hmm. doesn't think can take the step, it's just, yeah, okay, maybe what didn't have it tonight. But he would go out of his way. Not that he'd bring up Engvall if he wasn't asked about him, but it wasn't the coach speak of, well, we need more from him. It was really drilling down yeah, and really coaching him. It reminds you of like the gifted kid in high school who, who teachers are just like dr- trying to get through to, like, <laughs> quit smoking yeah. with your friends. <laughs> they realize how great you can be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's None Matt, of us ever got he's that. Matt uh, that. Damon. Correct, he's yeah. like, we don't want you working at a construction site. <laughs> 
Use your skills. <laughs> Keith, every day. Uh, oh, every day when I see you walk into this coach's <laughs> office, I think you're not going to be here. But he does want him here. He does yeah. want him here. Uh, I mean, that that third line, you know, the, I really like how the lines have looked lately since Nylander made the switch. And it, it got me thinking. So all the talk early on, once, I would about say early on in the season, but really once they beat, they, they beat the Blackhawks and kind of got their season actually rolling, Sheldon Keefe saying, I finally got my third line. I've right. wanted a checking center and a checking line for the whole time I've been here, and it feels like that's never happened, and you finally have it in front of you. We have all loved what the third line has given them. I like how William Nylander looks there. I don't think William Nylander can play on a checking line in the playoffs. No. So, it, what, like, what do you do? Because I don't think the third line looks bad, and they were taking, you know, they were, they were running, they had the run of play against the Jets, and it wasn't just in a shutdown role, but, you know, the Jets are a little different than the perfection line in Boston or whatever. Yeah. Tampa's going to roll over the boards. Yeah. So, you can check out right now on sportsnet.ca my article on Willie Nylander, which I, I wrote uh, this morning on Nylander's situation. So, just to go off your point, yeah. like, I thought Nylander last night was awesome. Yeah. Like as good as, as you've seen him be. And it's just, it's gotta be so frustrating for Willie even to be like, <laughs> I'm rewarding the guy for punishing me, yep. you know, like put me down the third line. He brings it and he just shows you it's almost validating for the haters. The Nealander yeah. haters. It's like <laughs> everyone knows what he can do. And every time he gets that kick and yep. he does it, it's like, just do that. So, so, but the point is that you're bringing yes. up talking about the third line. You can't be on the third line. Well, he can't be on the second line because you know what we know. Him and JT don't work. It just doesn't work. And you've tried it. And but taking the- playing like that would work with JT. No. I, I well, so this know. is I, like listen. So, well, this is the thing with Willie and JT is that because of now maybe it is and maybe you've you've hit on something there. It's they do have their two or three week stretches where they are playing together well. And you're thinking, Oh yeah, of course. What are we talking about here? There's two NHL all-star guys. Right. Tavares 11 million bucks. Willie gets his seven for, for a reason. But I do wonder if it's be, and, and then because of that, you say, Oh, it works. We're just, they're just going through a slump. You're, you're tantalized by it. But I do wonder if it's, is it just a more engaged Nylander? That's the only difference right. between it working or not. I tend I to agree that it, there's just something stylistically yeah. that doesn't quite mesh there. But I, I don't, I don't know where you put him because I really like that third line. But I keep going back to it that no matter how good he plays, that's William Nylander is not a matchup guy in this league, right? You know, in my brain, like I can recall Marner to Tavares plays like mm-hmm. easily. Yep. a lot of them. Like how many JT to, to the last to, game Tavares they, do you have? Was that in, against Florida? Yeah, he set him up twice. Yeah, like how pass. many Nylander Tavares plays do you have? Like those guys played together for a hundred plus games, yeah, and I can't. And there's like nothing comes to mind where it's like when I think of Nylander plays, it's Nylander Matthews seam passes yeah. when they're playing together. So those guys, <laughs> they, maybe that is the answer. And I have made some noise about thinking it, it should be Marner with Tavares and Matthews and Nylander, but. Anyway, um, I, I don't think, okay, I mean, this could be a bigger conversation, but I don't think Nylander really fits with Matthews either. Outside of the wait, first you can't year. Put they, him on your first, second, or third line, and he's a 30-goal, 70-point guy? I don't know. He just didn't really fit with Matthews either. They tried it a bit this year. It didn't really work that much. I don't know. I, I think he should play on the third line all the way through. So, but to Gunner's point, that line has been your matchup defensive line. It's Kampf, it's Mikheyev. But... It's Angval. I so think he you, can you play there. You want to throw Willie over the boards to snuff out the other team's top line? D-zone starts? It's okay if the answer is yes. I, I think it is yes. I think it is yes. I think what I've seen what I've seen from these last two games, if you listen, this is all under the the understanding that you're not top the t- touching the top line. 
Because if that's in play, that's what I want to happen. I want a full shake-up, and we're saying this after they've beaten. I know. Like, oh, I know. change everything. Le- the Leafs have been awesome. Change everything. <laughs> all the lines. But I, if you're not going to touch the top line, then I think Willie will stay where he's staying. Well, and to the, to the point you made, though, I mean, I, I feel like I don't know that I heard Nylander say this, but I've heard people say that he said it. I think Keith mentioned it in one of his post games that Nylander has said, Yes, please. Hold me accountable. I yeah. would like to be. If I need to sit down for a shift, sit me down for a shift. If I need to be bumped down a which line. Which is weird, too, isn't which it? Which is really weird, considering <laughs> everything we kind of think about, like, you again, from all of the the, con- the contract stuff, going into December and everything, you think, oh, prima donna, all that stuff. And, hey, maybe there is some of that going on. But the fact that he wants that, I do wonder if maybe putting him on the third. And, look, like, I understand the playing with fire element of it's the – of it, you have a – you have a one-goal lead in Boston or wherever, and it's William Nylander going over the boards. I understand that, but I do wonder if the the big spotlight saying this is your role, yes, yeah. score, yes, make it more offensive, if that's enough to kind of coax it out of him. Because yeah. all the stuff we think about him, he can do it. He can't like oh, he's he can. strong as an ox. He can win the battle take he wants. Pucks away as exactly. well as anyone scored, when he's getting under scored sticks. A, scored a goal standing in the blue paint last night. Yes, he did. He yeah. scores all his goals in the blue he, paint. He, he actually does. You, you know the. The thing I, I give Sheldon Keefe a lot of credit for is he puts guys on lines and then you'll go look at the time on ice after the game and you're like, oh, Bunting played 14 minutes yeah. while Marner played 22. Mm-hmm. They were line mates, but like he finds ways to get the mm-hmm. right guys more time and less guys. You know, Blackwell was playing fourth line, but he played 13 minutes when Spezza and Simmons played eight, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it was a couple of games ago. So if, if Willie were on that line, I still think you'd have the moments where you're like, okay, we're doing... It's peer checking. Willie set this one out. It's funny. This is completely off topic, but just you mentioning that of his ability to kind of run a bench. I felt like that was tested so much last night, just with the complete lack of five on five play. The Leafs yeah. had a couple power plays right in a row and then Winnipeg had one and I'm sitting there, you know, we're all, we're going to do our, our ideal Leafs decor at some point here today, but I'm sitting there trying to put it together. And I was even losing track of the pairs because, okay, you got Gio and Lilligren together when it's a penalty kill. But then when it's back at five on yeah. five, you're going to put Hall out there. Like uh, it's just, that's what, you know, we always talk about coaching and you hear fans grouse. I mean, think about how it ended for Babcock here in this market. And it feels like when we talk about that, it's what do they say after the game and who plays with who? But yeah. it's that those are the little things that I think that I'm not going to say nobody picks up on cuz I'm not that smart and I picked up on it. But it's it that, yeah. there's so much more to coaching than just who who is lined up one through four. It's it's hardest like after power plays and penalty kills and that's often when you'll see uh, Keith like if PP2 gets out there, yeah. he'll put out like a super line right yeah. after, right? Like looking to try to get out the the big guys together. Um yeah, it, it's interesting how we kind of pause that together. Sure. Let's talk about the fourth line. Yeah, so we have fourth line but we also have Simmons not getting to fight uh yeah, wait, Lowry. So tie it all in. Tie, tie it all in. Let's play uh the fourth line. Keefer on the fourth yeah. line. I was happy with it. You know, we had, we had uh, lots of energy, lots of physicality. Um, you know, in, in each period, I thought they had great shifts and great moments that uh, really allowed the crowd to get going and, get, and build less energy. You know, in the first period, it was a scoring chance. It was a puck to the net and some, some traffic and rebounds and things like that. And then there was some physicality after that. Um, you know, so we were happy with what we got from that. It was a tough, tough game. They didn't play their fourth line much, the Jets, and, and made it a little bit harder to, to get them out there as much as I maybe would have liked to, but I thought they did a good job even when some of the matchups weren't optimal. 
Yeah, I, I really like the fourth line. There was one rough shift. They absolutely got hemmed in and could not. It lo- I was convinced there was the goal happening there. Yeah. But to their credit, I mean, it, it seems so silly to make it all about one shift for me, especially when the game was was dead, gone, and over. Austin Matthews scores 50. Mm-hmm. Very, I don't know if it was the very next, but within a minute, that fourth line is out there. Yeah. Simmons and Clifford hitting Ran everything. Everybody. Yeah. I, I'm shocked they didn't get a linesman or a ref at some point in time because it was yeah. a warm body was getting smoked by one of those Any guys. criticism of them putting they, that line together was voided yeah. by that shift. It worked. It they worked. D- and they went out there and they played the role that Sheldon Keefe envisioned. They w- it wasn't just the last shift of the game. The first shift of the game, yep. uh, Simmons was out there right at Logan Stanley. Slashed the stick out of his hand. Yeah. Just all over him, in his ear, trying to hit him. He threw somebody down. I think it was Morrissey. He nailed, threw yeah. him down to the ice. What it did worked. Morrissey do to the Leafs? I feel like he is always the guy who eats it. I don't know. So, so yeah, we were hard on the decision-making, but turns out the Jets kind of suck, and it was okay to do that. <laughs> you know, like we were like, ah, how do you not? Well, because the fourth line worked, and the yeah. Jets kind of stink at the bottom half of their lineup. Yeah, so. and like, I don't know about you guys and like bloodlust and all that, but like I was feeling like I want Wayne I Simmons for to be night. relevant, and I really enjoy the person, and mm-hmm. he's so tough, and Lowry agrees to go him, and they get arrested for pre-crime mm. and oh, ejected buddy. in this minority report ass called garbage. Give me it. How do you kick someone out for something they didn't do? <laughs> they didn't I, do anything. They thought about it. They might have even said they were going to do it. So I, what? I, the thing that drives me nuts about this is that is done with the intention. Of, like, if I'm going to see this through the most ref positive view ever, and hey, that's this is a new place for me to feel. It's a little weird thinking this way. All this is is you need to cool the game down. This is how things get out of hand. You have a couple of fights. I'm not defending it. I'm just okay, trying to okay, understand okay. how they Officiating. think. Um. <laughs> exactly. Okay? But when you throw Wayne Simmons out of the game, after Kyle Clifford has already fought and he's out of the game, all you're doing is giving Winnipeg a license to run around because all the guys who do that kind of thing for the Leafs is out of here. Like, Good pickup. Like that was the, and it happened in the last game against the Jets. It wasn't quite, or it was even closer towards the tail end of things, but Simmons got a 10-minute misconduct. He's out of the game. That's the protector out there, and I know Clifford played in that game too. He fought, fought Dylan the exact same way they, they went, but it's yeah. just for a, if I'm giving it the most, okay, you're trying to, you're trying to keep this game in, in your control. All you're doing is giving the car keys to the Jets and saying, all right, boys, lock up when you're done. Like, it was was unbelievable.